Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the podcast where you will get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. This episode is sponsored by Full Bay. If you own or operate a heavy-duty repair shop, you should check out this game-changing cloud-based solution. And you really can have it all. Efficient techs, faster invoicing, better inventory tracking, and more time with your family. To learn more, go to fullbay.com slash HDPR. That's fullbay.com slash HDPR today. Starting, growing, and running your own business is never easy. In fact, it might be one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do. But running a truck repair shop comes with its own unique challenges. Are there resources available to help repair shop owners and operators to be more successful? To help us answer that question, I'd like to introduce to you John Steckinger. Now, he is the president of the Independent Truck Repair Group, and we call that ITRG for short. And we've also got Buck Monson from Monson Truck and Trailer, and he is a partner of ITRG. Gentlemen, welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report podcast. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, Jamie. Tell me, what are one or two of the common problems truck repair shop owners face? Well, from from my side, it is the operations side to ITRG, and Buck being uh, my business partner really sees it from the side that he sees it every day. The, The biggest thing that we've found is that the independent truck repair shop guys are in essence on an island. Uh, they don't have immediate access to training. They don't have immediate access to uh, national parts programs. They may not have uh, immediate access to consulting. Uh, a lot of things that say the dealers or franchise networks have access to. And we just found that there's a real need there that they're kind of independent, but on an island and needed representation. So two years ago, we founded the company over two years ago and said, let's begin to put this together. So we had to build our brand. So that's what we did starting two years ago is building our brand to get to the place or the point where we begin to represent the independents and have let them have access to those value-added services that their competition has access to. Okay, John, so we're going to talk about that in a minute, but I'd like to drill down. Buck, from your perspective as someone who's running a truck and trailer repair shop, other than that factor of feeling like you're on an island by yourself, like what is the big problem that you're facing and how do people typically try to solve that problem and why does that not work? Well, in my when I first started my company, you know, I was a great technician, but when you become an owner, then you have to be a good owner. And that's where I had the struggle. So I was in the front, I was in the back, I was all over the place, my hair's on fire. And I wasn't I wasn't doing well. And I knew I needed some kind of help. So 
you know, I, I had to look hard and I found consulting and that was it. And by getting a consultant within two years, I grew my business five times. So I knew then by getting consulting and help, it'd be great. I was just looking for a way to find some way to bring everything together, your consulting, your training, your techs. I'd had tech problems. I mean, it just, it's just one day after another, there's a problem in every avenue that you have here. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I had a contracting business as well. And, you know, if you're very good at what you do, uh, you become a master technician, then all of a sudden you change roles and now you're a business owner and you have to deal with the financial side, the operations side, the marketing, the sales. There's just so much more to running a business than doing the work that business does. So, John, let me ask you, from your perspective, what do people typically try to do and why does that fail? Well, the first thing they try to do is they try to do it by themselves, and they don't have a resource to go after. Uh, what we have found uh, is uh, our number one requested class is is the electrical side, advanced electrical class. And for every 10 trucks that go through a bay, seven of those 10 have an electrical issue. That's a big deal, especially with the changes of all the trucks that are going on, certainly from 2012 to today. That's a big deal. The other problem is when those trucks go out and they service them, 50% of those trucks, the technician may be going, you know what, I'm not sure if I did that right. And that's not good. So being able to have access to the train, but more importantly, knowing that a network that's representing the independence that we have vetted that type of training so that when our members come in, when you join our, our, our group, our network, you know for a fact that we are vetting any type of training, any type of programs that come through our network. If you take Buck, and I'll talk about, I won't reference their names, but we have three or four other guys that we call our board of advisors. They review everything that goes out the door before we even put it onto the website or even we put our uh, first technician into the door. And last year, we trained over 450 technicians, and we had 100%, that's 100%, not 96.2, 100% response back that they liked that training and they learned from it, and they could utilize that new tool the next day they went back to the shop. Okay. So let me break this down. So it sounds to me like the first part is people struggle with the ownership role. Then they don't get help. So they, they try to struggle and muddle through themselves. And then on top of that, with the constantly changing industry, they're having a hard time keeping up with even the operational side, which they're actually good at, which is to keep their technicians at a high level and, and be able to repair equipment effectively. Why would anybody want to start a business like that? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know why. I did it myself. <laughs> yeah, there's a need. Out there. There's a need um, in our consulting. We work not only with the business owner where he has a need on understanding his financial statements, wanting to work on his working cap line. Hey, I'm a business that has four bays. I want to go to, to eight. Um, how to set up your financial statements with your bank. How to set up your financial statements with, um, uh, say, you want to acquire an entity, how to set that up. Then we get into service advisor training, a big deal. You know, your guy that, rep that meets the, 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 the driver when he comes through the bay, what do you say to him? What are the information that you should be writing down? How to communicate that with, with, the, 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 you know, with the technician? Um, all the way down to operations, how to best hire. How to best hire technicians today. Everyone says that we've got a technician issue today. We see the same thing, but we think that there is a, uh, we have a, a way that can improve the process of not only finding a technician, but finding the right technician. So that's what we kind of provide to our, our members 
uh, a way to um, have access to information and better run their shops. Now, usually people who start their own business are independent in nature. Buck, I'll throw this question over to you. From your perspective as someone who's running a shop, what does the experience look like when they first sign on? Oh, you're excited. You mean as a truck shop owner? Yeah. So I want to, I want to walk people who are listening. If they're kind of thinking, okay, I need some help. Maybe I should look into these guys. Tell us the, the, the kind of the experience they're going to have when they first sign on. Well, you're really, when you sign on with ITRG. Yes. Okay. Well, if you don't sign on with IG, it's, it's a great experience at first. I mean, you're, it's yours, it's your baby, it's everything. And then six months, a year, two years, get into it and you start getting pulled down and then your attitude goes down and then the, the, the techs feel that too. But belonging to IGRG is, a, is, a, is just a dream come true. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm so glad it's happening because any problem you have now, there's a solution and it's us because you can come there, you can get consulting, the networking is phenomenal. I, I can't tell you how networking is probably more important than all of this. But now we can actually get together, we can talk, and it works great for all of us. So it's it just now I'm able to leave the shop now. The shop runs great. It's worth every everything you can do to belong to this. Excellent. So when it comes to the services, let, just so that people understand, the, and let's break these down into a few different silos. So when you talk about consulting, and we've talked about the different departments. Do you have different specialists that are on call or how does the consulting work? Yes, we keep about 19 active consultants on staff. Uh, each are representative in their specific areas of expertise. Uh, we also have a program where, um, let's say it's a, a shop, he becomes a member. He goes, you know, I'm just, I really need to have a, a full overview of what we have. So we have a 10-week program. So we may send two or three consultants directly to them. There's a cost to that. Um, they then come out, they visit with the shop, they spend eight to 10 weeks with them, really, you know, going through everything from the management side to the general administrative side, all the way out to the shop, uh, better ways to do things, techniques. Um and then we give them, we provide them a full report. So the full report states this, it references the things that they could clean up on, things that they're doing very well at. Uh, it allows them to take a nice, good picture of what they have in front of them. That's fantastic. When it comes to typical results, so after somebody moves into this program, uh, let's let's go a year out. You kind of touched on it, Buck, but maybe we could break down in a little more detail the the specifics because you mentioned something that got my ear, which is being able to leave the shop and things keep working. Now, as a contractor, I did that as well. I actually moved 600 miles away from my business and ran it remotely. So I know how to do that. But most business owners, that just sounds like fairy tale as the, something that could never possibly happen. I, I I would have to agree with you. I uh, I did not believe it. I actually flew to different shops just to see how they did it because you know you, they tell it to you. And you say okay, I have to see it to believe it. So I had to trust and verify. So I did go to these other shops and I did see it. So what I had to do is figure out how to do it to my business, which is a little difficult because just because you watch somebody else do it doesn't mean you can just come back and do it yourself. But with the consulting that we have and stuff, you can do that. You can get there, and. It's it's so nice to go come to the shop and well not be needed and sometimes you're kind of like well you want to be needed so but 
it's really nice because now I can leave, I can do the things. I've got perfect people doing great jobs in my departments. I know from my business experience, the only way I was able to achieve that is through in- instituting systems within the business so that things got done consistently. They got done the way I wanted them done and the way the customer expected them to be done. That doesn't happen overnight. So what was the process like to go from where you were, where you kind of felt like you were pulling your hair out to where you are today, where you have that luxury? How long did that take? How much work did you have to do? Was there new? Was there software? Like, Tell me more. I, I, I want to learn about it. Well, yeah, I'm a little slow learner, so it probably took me about 13 years to start getting this, and it's still it's an ongoing process today. It really, truly is. But, you know, they first tell you to write down, you know, um, their job description of what that person's job title is. Uh, there's policies and procedures, you know. I wasn't necessarily into that kind of stuff. I just figured you work, and, you, you know, and you get the job done, you bill it. Um, but it's, there's a lot more to it. Uh, workflow is is, is huge. Um from when you entered the customer enters the door to when he leaves, there's a long list workflow uh, workflow on that, and uh, you just got to keep practicing too, and then see where the problem falls out and then change it. So not everybody's workflow will be the same as the other shops. It, it's difficult when you have dynamic situations like in order to provide your type of service. It's very dynamic. Each truck and trailer rolling through is a different problem. And I know in my contracting business, it was the same. We had a lot of different services. And so depending on the building, depending on what we were up against, things were different. So finding that balance point between having systems, but also empowering people to make decisions based on the training, that takes time. It took me over six years and I uh, I had my wife helping. So maybe we maybe it would have taken me 12 or 13 years as well if I was completely by myself. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, having a partner really does help. And that because then you got someone to talk to and stuff and, and they help you get the, the job done. So the partnership helps. John, I know from my experience working with independent business owners right up to you know multinational billion dollar companies, sales and marketing is a constant challenge. It's it's like everything's changing all the time. How do you make that work? I saw when I was reviewing your website that that's part of the services that you offer your members because that's something that I think is foreign to a lot of of technicians is they've never had to think about how to effectively market their company. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do there? Yeah. Uh, the first thing we do, well, first we we hired a, what we called, I've never even heard of this before, a community manager. I'm like a community manager. I felt like I was working with the government, but the community manager actually manages our community. What's inside our Facebook page, which we now have, uh, where it's a tech talk, ITRG tech talk. They can kind of move back and forth and talk together. Our people, man- our Roxanne manages that piece. She reviews certain language and, and, and verbiage on what people are communicating about. So, for example, if we're talking more about after treatment issues and we're dealing with uh, in, you know, the Cummins engine or Detroit diesel, we know that that's a big deal. That's probably something we need to focus on. So we see those things. But back to your question, we market on-site, uh, inside Facebook. Uh, we do a little bit on Twitter, but we do more Facebook. Uh, 90% of independent repair shops actually have a Facebook page. We didn't know that until a few months ago. So now we know that they're using that for a couple different reasons. One of the primary things is to hire technicians or, or people. So now we knew that we could really market in that in that community. That makes a lot of sense. Is there is there services related to helping your members drive new business to their shops as well? Yeah. So we also have a, a person on uh, one of our consultants that we work with that actually works with our members 
in the SEO, so the search engine optimization. So let's work on your let's work on your website. Everyone has a website, but how can we make your website more dynamic? So we work with uh, our members. They come in, they talk about how does your SEO work. We found out a vast majority of our guys don't have the right optimization in place. So how can I contact an additional 400 customers? How can I reach out to the right technicians? Where do I search for that? Putting specific language out on, out into the off the internet, out to them to to bring that these people, uh, certain technicians back into there as a resource. But making your website very dynamic so it becomes the a, a primary marketing tool. Clean it up, make you know showing your shop. I mean, a lot of, we've walked into shops where there's towels on the floor and there's a lot of grease. We know this is a dirty business, but kind of keeping th- these things clean goes a long way. Um, so when we go out and, and provide different advantages for our members, those are some of the things we talk to them about. Sales and marketing is not just an online thing. It's also an offline thing. How do you present yourself to your customer once you get them to come visit you for the first time? That makes a lot of sense. Now, let me ask you about the supply side, because you did talk about how partnerships are so important. What buying power comes with a membership? How does that impact you on being able to be more effective in your acquisition of parts so you can make money? Right. That's a great question. So one of the things, and, and Buck can talk about this as well in just a few minutes, as certainly not as a, as a business partner, but also a person that uses our system, we now go out and, 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 and set up national programs. Our national programs are a little bit different than, say, the, a lot of the buying groups that are out there because we're not a WD. We're not inventorying parts, per se. We don't have a depth and breadth of product lines because our guys, the technicians underneath the truck, and he needs a drum and a brake shoe kit, and he needs it now. So we need to kind of work with national programs with different entities. And right now we're we're working with a very large uh, network, uh, integrated network today. I can't reference their name right now, but it's a very large network that we're very close in putting a national deal together with that can represent all our shops. And even in the cases where there may not be a location to represent them, they can certainly go through the PDC. But we really, if you look at, at the type of product lines, and we do this on our questionnaires, what do you use? What's the consistency? Everyone uses oil. Everyone has brake shoe kits. Everyone's using hub and drums. We have suspension products. We know we have, uh, we understand what our guys are buying. Now, not on top of that, there's the peripheral things, shop supplies, shop equipment, uh, telephones, fax machine. I mean, you know, computers. I mean, we're into all those things uh, on national programs and those ancillary components all the way down to the hard parts are things that we work on our national programs. We, we just lost like 15% of our listeners when we said fax machine. They're like, oh, what's that? <laughs> I know. But it's a surprising. You won't, you won't believe it. Actually, we still use that stuff. And we have got, we got requests for them. It's crazy. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that overall, this was needed in the industry because independents are up against a lot of pressure. There's pressure from the dealer side, the OE. There's pressure from the the roll-ups that are buying up and, uh, you know, acquiring service shops now because, you know, a lot of the parts distribution companies are really worried about the Amazon effect 
and they want to be able to get involved in something that can't be replicated on the Amazon system. So they they turn to service. So I see these independents, and it would be a shame for our independents to be pushed out of the industry because they provide something that is unique. They're local. They understand what the fleets, the vocational and regional fleets are up against. They're able to provide services that, and and then they care. They really care. I mean, Buck, I'm sure that over the years you've had times when you've been able to help a customer and it just feels amazing to be able to get in there and, and really make an impact in someone's personal life. Yeah. When I, when I fix a truck that um, on a weekend when everybody else is closed and stuff like that, and that guy's very happy, he's able to make his load and stuff and, you know, and, 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 and they've hugged me, you know, and it's pretty amazing that feeling you get when they, uh, when they leave and know they get the job done. It's a weekend and I feel really good when that happens. That's why I'm here. Gentlemen, if there's one thing you want our listeners to take away from today's conversation, other than join your program, what would that one thing be? John, I'll, I'll ask you first. Well, our tagline is, who are we? We are you. And, uh, and we really mean that. So we're not here about us. We're here about for the independent repair shop guys. And we're putting programs that are not important to me, but they're important to you. And I can assure you, that if you take a look at our site and you and you take and you talk with uh, any of our guys on our network, you'll find out that we're putting programs and developing uh, strategies that really go to our members. And our objective is this: what we put together, we'd like to reduce as much as twenty percent of your operating costs by by being a part of our network. So the so the programs you're using, the training we're implementing. If we can reduce your operating costs by 20%, that's a powerful tool, and that's something we focus in on. And Buck, what would you say? I'm saying this is my dream that came true. I, I really dreamed for this. Even when I worked for another company, I struggled on trying to get some technical assistance when I was out on the floor. I struggled with it, and I just dreamed that this would happen. I called around. I could never find the technical training that would that would meet my needs and stuff. And I am so glad that I partnered up with John here. Uh, we're able to bring this together and not only just bring one pillar, but all these pillars. So one place does it all. It really, truly is. And I won't stop until it's the best. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with John and Buck from the Independent Truck Repair Group, also known as ITRG. If you'd like to learn more, go to indtrg.com. Links are in the show notes. John, Buck, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks, Sam. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? Go to heavydutypartsreport.com today to subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating and review on the podcast player of your choice. I'd like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile over purchase price and... <coughs> Let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the Independent Service Channel take care of your commercial equipment.